first instance of malfeasance by the commissioner of what we're seeing. At some point, some Chinese food's going to pull up and we're going to pause the recording and eat it. Josh Groban! He's eating his own sushi! That's the most baller thing I've ever seen! Like, everyone doesn't look good naked all the time. I love this cornbread so much, I want to take it behind a middle school and get it pregnant. Cool beans, man. I live by the quarry. We should hang out by the quarry and throw things down there. What you doing? Our cats were just about to have sex. Ooh, shaking his fanny at us. <laughs> Meow. Mother, may I? Bone! And roll we shall right into After Laugh Track. What is up, everybody? My name is Derek Weber, sitting here with my good pal, Dickie Butler. How's we doing, dude? Great, man. First time guest on After the Laugh Track. Former contributor on D2B2 Sports. Bouncing around the good fun media, you know, you're actually uh, the first person to do multiple different shows within the good fun media group. I'm all about the crossover. Love the crossover. Yeah, your uh, previous guest host, Ryan King, heard was up to some nonsense and is not allowed on the media anymore. So I'm glad to take over his spot for a minute. Oh, did Ryan King get the ban and I didn't get the me- the corporate memo? Yeah, I'm sure Nick held that from you because he's like a personal friend of yours. And he was just like, I'll handle this side of it. <laughs> well, that's mighty fine of Nick. What happened? I, I didn't get, I, I'd love more details on why Ryan King got the boot. I mean, that's not my story to tell, but I'm sure he's ashamed. So if he wants to bring it up on, if he ever is allowed back on the air. All right, well. If, I, uh, if I'm ever approved to have him again, I'll make sure to ask him more details. How about this? You can have Martha back on. She'll tell the story. I'll get Martha to tell the story. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Martha is, is a good storyteller for things like this. I, I need more details. I'm fascinated. This is gonna this is gonna gnaw at my innards. That is for a later episode. <laughs> that, that's a teaser for the future, folks. But uh, we're pumped today, man. This is I we're doing this is the first time trying out a new concept here at After the Laugh Track. Yeah, it's we are recording at 4 a.m. Actually, Derek started banging on my door at like about 3:30. Like I have an idea, and I was like, it is late, but let's roll it. Drink some coffee. Wake up. It's time to go. I'm just fucking around. It is 11.30. We've been moseying around all day. Yeah, we've been having a nice morning so far. We, uh, so the other day, I reached out to Dickie with this concept. It was like, here's what I want to do. I want to pick a show you've never watched before. Never seen a single episode. Which for me is most shows. I don't watch a whole lot of TV. So. Does not. No, he, he, you know, he, amongst and some comedy that I know he loves is Always Sunny, uh, that type of FX comedy I always have known Dickie was into. I'll rewatch The Office again when I get the chance yeah. for the 17th time. So I tried to pick a show with a little bit of an outrageous energy that I knew Dickie could get behind. And I picked one of my all-time favorites in New Girl. I was a little uh, apprehensive at first. I've been giving my sister's boyfriend shit about this show for a good part of the last three years. but But what we did here... So, so we watched the first episode together the other day, and then we convened this morning. He's watched no other episodes since, and we watched my favorite episode from the middle of the show, The Bar Crawl, because the crawl is, after all, for all. Yeah, who, lo- who doesn't love a good bar crawl? Who doesn't love a good bar crawl? And right now, we're going to talk about first his impressions from that pilot, and then his impressions from The Bar Crawl. And we're going to get some kind of predictions for what he thinks might happen before the end of the series, uh, what he thought after the pilot, and also have him kind of fill in the gap there in the middle of what happened between that season one, episode one, and season four, episode 14, or whatever it is. And then he and I are going to pause this here recording. 
watch the finale together. I'm pointing at the TV as though there's a camera around me. There's no cameras. I'm just a microphone. Uh, oh, Derek That's... renewed his Netflix for all of this. Yeah, I did. So I, we I, are ready to go. I resubbed. Actually, uh, Dickie's TV is the only thing logged into my Netflix currently. We're going to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I've been catching up on some shit. Catching up on some shit. Well, I'm happy for you, buddy. Uh, and then we're going to watch the New Girl finale together, and we're going to unpause this recording and talk about the show and Dickie's going to determine by the end of this, is it worth it? That's what we're calling this segment here is, is it worth it to go back and watch a hundred and some episodes of this show? That's a, a lot, lot to, of TV to dive into. It's a lot of TV. Who and has the time? I'm telling you. you got, when you have a little bit of free time, you got to make sure it's for what you want to do. Absolutely. And if binge watching New Girl is what you want to do, I'll let you know in a good hour or so. He will. The verdict will be cast. But let's get into it, man. First things first. Let's talk about the pilot. I'll give a brief rundown, brief little synopsis of the episode, and then you can kind of give me thoughts. Yeah, refresh my memory a little so bit. So the episode begins with Jess, our main character, played by Zoe Deschanel, arriving to her or, uh, on the phone with her best friend, talking about how she wants to do something sexy to surprise her boyfriend. She's going to surprise him at their house they share together. And they're making funny jokes back and forth. And she decides to go in buck naked into her crib to surprise her boyfriend. Hot stuff. Never works out. Never works out. Always a bad, always seemingly a bad idea in television. And sure enough, she's got her back turned for a minute as she's singing and dancing around and another girl comes walking out of the bedroom in bra and panties, and she turns Ooh. around, and the heartbreak and her giant eyes. Zoe's just got giant eyes. Which she, it's, the, it's the glasses. It's the glasses, too, but she's just got those like big old doe eyes, you know? Anyway, the heartbreak in her eyes in that moment, and that's where the show begins. Then we find out that she's been roommate hunting on Craigslist. She meets the guys. We meet Nick Miller. We meet coach and we meet schmidt and coach who's the bro mr bro is that schmidt uh like the douchey bro yeah that's schmidt that would be mr bro yeah mr bro schmidt yep uh uh, douchebag jar that you we find out about the douchebag jar anytime he says something particularly douchey he has to put a dollar in a jar and we see quite a bit of money jammed into that jar implying he's been doing that a lot it seems like the type to say some really douchey shit at the douchiest time. Oh, absolutely. And But you got to respect that. I mean, he, he owns it. He definitely owns it. We've, we press forward. They interview her for a while. They're deciding if they want to have her around. And she subtly mentions that her best friend is a model and she's, who she's sick of living with right now. That's when douchey bro aforementioned by Dickie here, Schmidt, suddenly turns to lobby on... Picking her as a roommate. Which, She's got model friends. Which at this time could have been a line. I mean, she does not seem like the type who would have model friends. And that could just got her, gotten her into the, into the apartment. Excuse me. <clears throat> but we turn to find out she does have a model friend. And Mr. Douche is all about it. <laughs> he signs that at least really quick. He co-signs. He's like, get her in here. And Derek. Yeah, and uh, so... F- Eventually, Cece, the model friend, comes and meets uh, Jess at their new apart at her new apartment, and she we come to find out after she moved in has been crying and watching Dirty Dancing for a week straight. Just, I've never seen the movie, so just on repeat, just watching the same movie because this is what she does, and just crying her eyes out, and the guys have no idea what to do. Classic love story, nonetheless. Yeah, Cece comes along. The guys and Cece convince her that she needs to get out of the apartment and go to a bar. First off, any any lady whose nick, whose name is two letters, you can't trust that. Just don't trust that. Don't she trust she, that. she seems oh, in that first interaction, she seemed very violent, and I would have been like, eh, "This isn't gonna work out." Early Cece was definitely like a very like dominant fuck these guys like nothing assertive like, lady for sure. Nothing like having your roommate's friend possibly want to kill you. <laughs> nothing quite like that i mean at least if it's your roommate you know where they're at at all times but if it's a roommate's friend they could pop up at your window or at your front door like derek did at 3 30 this morning (laughs) 
Yeah, always have your doors and windows locked, folks. You never know when creeps like me will pop in. I didn't say creep, but that's all right. <laughs> Jess goes to the bar with the guys. She meets a, she meets a douchey dude who gives her, her uh, his number. After she explains that she's looking for rebound sex, of course he gives her her num- gives her a number. They spend the next day. She spends the next day texting the guys. She's excited to have a date. The guys, meanwhile, have been trying to go to this crazy uh, cowboys and Indians party. Which he had to call his ex girlfriend yeah. to get into. That is so fucking dumb. Like, get out of there, man. You're like, get you're, out you're of living there. with your bros. Just bro out. Go to the show up at the party and crash it. You don't don't call her first. <laughs> I like that. That was your impression of that. Um, when they go to the party, they find out that the dude Jessica was going to go on a date with stood her up, and they instead of going to this party that they've been well that Schmidt's been looking forward to and the other guys were begrudgingly going to, bail on the party and go serenade Jess with time of my life. At the restaurant where they all proceed to get kicked out. And that's where the episode ends, basically. We go back to the crib and they uh, sit there and we see the new dynamic at play. The foursome that will live in this loft together. And this, bring, this brings me to my biggest point in the whole episode. And my biggest problem with it. When they go show up at this party. The Mr. Douche, who I've come to respect at this point in the episode. Because I'm like, he really just... He owns who he is, and authenticity is key. But there is this beautiful white girl. I think she, I'm pretty sure she was white. I mean, a little bit of cultural appropriation going on. Native American headdress, all this. But he's the Cowboys, so he's impersonating Keith Ledger, I think. I don't know yet. There's a lot of TV to watch. Anyways, she waves him down out of the line. And he decides, no, going to save her from this blind date is a three-man job. And it was not. That restaurant was tiny. She had a table for three. She's already sitting there. Yeah, Nick and Coach definitely could have accomplished this mission while Schmidt still went into the party, for sure. Yeah, and let your boy go, because clearly he's into her. He's ditching his ex-girlfriend to go see her. Coach didn't need to go either. He should have got in there and been cutting up a rug and shit. Like... That was my biggest like bugaboo with this whole thing. That was the bugaboo. Like, what were you fucking thinking? Like, as your friend, you should have like been like, "No, dude, you go. I got this." But I, I mean, maybe, maybe he's got some shit going on. Skeletons in the closet. He's like, "I need my boys." Gotta have you boys. But you know, I they had to do all, do it all three of them because they had to establish. The, the roommate chemistry. It's about the whole collective. But at the end of the night, they give each other that little, like, wink-wink between Zoe Deschanel and Nick. That, like, that is... It should have been a one-on-one. Or the blind date should have finally showed up and tried to fight the three of them. <laughs> but... Very it, different show. I mean, this is the pilot, so they're trying to be as copacetic within the crew. But I think a good bar fight to start it off, or not even a, a restaurant fight for that matter, would be the best best shit to do. Right, just a fancy restaurant, full on brawl. Yeah, hell yeah! Some some drowning pool comes out in the background. New girl thugging out. New girl. <laughs> All right, so give me some other impressions from the episode. So that was some of the stuff you thought late. What what were some of your takeaways? Tell me about the characters. Well, I definitely thought it was a lot funnier than I previously assumed it was going to be. I was like, oh, this is one of those dime a dozen TV shows. I actually ran for a while, but I don't think I'm going to like it. And then I was actually very, very impressed. Like, the writing was pretty good. The jokes were funny. You don't get that a lot. I don't know. Yeah, it was just one of the, like, it caught me by surprise for sure. Nice. Yeah, and I don't like I said I don't really watch TV, and I was going into this with an open mind, and I liked what I saw so far. Characters are funny, Mister Douche. I feel like it's going to be my man by the end of it. Okay, so give me some predictions by by the end after you, after the pilot. Where did you think some of these uh, people were going to go? 
Well, I thought that Nick and uh, Zoe Deschanel were going to get into a very, very awkward uh, roommate relationship, which is a big no-no in anyone's book. Like, you can't live with her. Like, you've known each other for like a week. How long? Is, how long was it between the meet and then the party? Between the episode we just watched? No, no, no. The uh, like when they first got her as a roommate, and then when they saved her from the blind date shit. Um, it's like implied to be about a week later. Yeah, so you can't. St- they gave each other the "I want you" eyes. That's undeniable. I mean, that's just good camera angles. They knew. So you can't start a relationship with this woman. You're gonna creep her out too. You're probably gonna say some off-color shit. <laughs> She's not gonna pretty much appreciate that. But I see it. it's gonna be a very tumultuous, tumultuous relationship. I can't say that word. But you nailed it, tumultuous. You okay. were all over it. Okay, cool. Crushed it. Cool. That was uh that was a struggle. I've been thinking about that all day. Whew. Clear <laughs> that hurdle, baby. You got it. And then definitely Mr. Douche and Cece, after she threatened to cut his nuts off, I think she will, but put them in her purse because they're gonna shack up. And then like they will bounce around like every sitcom you see. There will be probably that really weird night when they bring home a girl and they're like, no, I thought we were together. And she's like, no. And then the bitches get into a fight. And then it's just a whole recurring theme of like new metal and new metal and brawling all over this show and how new metal is making a comeback. Elliot Holmba. Bravo, sir. Yeah. New metal is fuck dude. I'm, I'm right about that. New metal's like fully back now. I was, I was a solid year and a half ahead of this. But new metal's like fully back. Kids are wearing corn t-shirts to school and shit. Like new metal's back. The roots. The kids dig it. The roots were laid the year the pilot of New Girl came out, and we've we've come a long way since then. Come a long way since then. All right, so you uh, you you've basically called your shots on. You're saying Nick and Jess will be some hookup action, but it's gonna be bad. But it's gonna be bad, and Schmidt and Cece. Some hookup action. But it's going to turn out. But it's going to turn out. But it's going to be bad. But it's going to be bad. Okay. All right. That's the call through the pilot. Um, then we bounce over to what we just watched. Any any other closing thoughts on the pilot? Overall, good up, good TV. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. All right. Um, yeah, you know, I, I could tell even right after we watched it the other day that you were, you dug it. It was it was fun watching it. You were having some laughs. Yeah, I was a uh, pleasant I, surprise. I, I needed that before. Well, the Lions did win, but at the time I didn't know the Lions were going to beat Green Bay, and I was like, I might as well get some happiness in on my Sunday before I hate every part of it. Yeah, and then we got to have some FTP in our lives, and things were good. And then we moved on to Derek's. One of his favorite episodes, a middle ground episode. Yeah, I wanted to pick an episode towards the very middle of the series. So I picked a season four episode as it's a seven season series overall. And I went right towards the middle of that season with the bar crawl, which is definitely a top three or four episode of this series for me. Fucking love the bar crawl. In this episode... We started out with the guys having some light some light laughs at Jessica's beau, a dude named Ryan. And then she tries to turn those things around they're saying about her. I know, isn't it hot? And goes to high-five them, and they stare at her awkwardly, not high-fiving her to hot attributes about her boyfriend. So I don't know if it worked out between her and Nick and then got bad yet. That's true. You have no idea what's happened in the middle. We'll, yeah. we'll get your guesses here in a minute. Oh, I have, I have some pretty concrete ideas. Okay, yeah, you know what, fuck it. What do you think happened in the middle here? So give me, between that pilot and season four well, we'll, midpoint we'll, here, we'll what go, you think occurred. We'll go point by point, because a lot of these will intertwine with some of my previous predictions. But I think they did get it on one night, and he couldn't get it up. Ooh. He was like, you know what, she is my roommate. And that model girl's not into Mr. Douche quite yet. He's like, I'm going to shoot my shot. He's like, I can't ruin that opportunity. So Nick almost hooked up with Jess, but was impotent. Failed to hook up with Jess and tried to hook up with Uh, Cece instead. That's a good word. We call it the whiskey dick. The whiskey dick. 
Uh, definitely more fitting of Nick Miller's character to refer to as a, a whiskey dick for sure. Which also will go to prove with this whole bar crawl and his whiskey dick. Living with a woman for that long, four seasons, that could be, I mean, it could be a month. They could have a lot of content in between. I'm going to go with it's about four years. And living with a woman for four years, you will develop a drinking problem. It's just going to happen. It's going to happen. Wowzers. Living with ladies causing some drinking problems. Man, calling just misogyny. So then our boy Nick comes up with this idea for a bar crawl on Valentine's Day. Because he's looking for love. He broke up with someone who's not Zoe Deschanel. He, he broke up with a man named Ryan King. Broke up with Ryan. Heartbroken Ryan King. Sad for you, buddy. <laughs> broke back. Real heartbroke lo- mountain. Real loss on Nick Miller, buddy. So yeah, Nick bursts out, asks, uh, tells them all that attendance at his bar crawl is mandatory. Seems very disheveled. No one has seen him in a week, including Schmidt, who shares a bedroom with him at this point in the series. He reveals. I didn't pick up on that. Oh yeah, he's yeah. That's they reveal that those who are currently sharing a bedroom in that show, um, separate beds, but same bedroom in that show currently. Um, and then exits and then comes back out and goes, was I just out here asking you guys about the bar crawl? We call, and then we get the credits. Call that wet brain. Wet brain. He's not thinking right because he's a half of fifth deep and it is 730 in the morning. Everyone else is eating Captain Crunch. Captain crunching it. So we flash forward to the bar crawl. We, we see Jess and her now boyfriend, an English gentleman named Ryan. And they are uh, chopping it up about Ryan's job hunt. We also see Schmidt, or we see that Cece's trying to outdrink Miller on the bar crawl. And with a throwaway line, they mention her new boyfriend could be Elijah Wood's stunt double, which, dun dun dun, I'll tell you in a little bit. He'll let us know shortly. Uh, we also find out that Winston can't participate in the bar crawl that evening because he says he has, has to be on call at the station. And Winston is who, in between these episodes, Oh, yeah, that's right. Winston's not in the pilot. So tell me what you think of Winston. I believe somewhere down this long, rocky road that is this show between four seasons, they got into a car accident. There was a... I will not... The gang? The gang got into a car accident. Ooh. And I will not say if alcohol was involved in that. I'm not going to speculate. But no obviously, speculation obviously a drinking problem has been developed in this time. But after this car accident, everyone uh, sustained severe head injuries. And Winston is now... A very helpful black dude who's a figment of their imagination. Coach needed him because he's like, I cannot be the only black dude in this crew anymore. These white dudes are freaking me the fuck out. Zoe Deschanel needs him just to help her along. And he's always there for him. He can't be real. He's too nice. He's too helpful. And he he just popped up out of the blue. All right. So that's his thoughts on Winston Bishop thus far. Perfect. Wonderful. Yeah, we see Winston, sure enough, being very helpful. He's got a giant backpack full of stuff yeah. that he just keeps like busting out helpful materials for people. He offers the ladies a female condom. Uh, he also offers that to his buddy Coach on a microphone at a karaoke bar later in the episode. I thought they stopped doing the Mystic Black Dude trope a long time ago, but it's still going strong, I guess. Mystic Black Dude is back and New Girl. He's a figment of their imagination. I know it. He knows it. Confident. So, sure enough, they keep doing the bar crawl. Cece uh, gets too drunk. Mind you, I forgot halfway through this that it was a bar crawl and didn't really notice a set change. So I thought they just kept bopping into each other throughout the night for a minute. And then I got back to the fetch. I'm like, no, they're raging hard. Yeah, they're at several bars. They probably walked out on a few tabs. Yeah, someone has walked out on their tabs at each of these joints, especially as the bar crawl keeps gaining steam because Nick Miller is displaying, as it's referred to towards the end of the episode, some very Charles Manson-esque leadership. (laughs) And he just keeps, they're recruiting members of the bar crawl left and right. Anyone that's single and out at a bar on Valentine's Day is just joining the bar crawl. Which is actually pretty awesome. It's pretty badass. I love this big time. I'm, I'm a big fan of this. Um, oh, and Schmidt, meanwhile, is off with his congresswoman or city council or some political figure woman he's with. What did you think of Schmidt's girlfriend? 
I thought that was his coworker for a minute. And then I saw the one lady, uh, Cece, getting very upset with their interactions. I was like, oh, that's not someone running for Senate. Who is it again? It's Schmidt's girlfriend. And what does she do for her profession? Councilwoman Fawn. Okay, so she's in politics. But I definitely thought she was just like a coworker, or then just like an older, like mean motherly figure to him because like there was not that energy. Oh yeah, no, they're fully they're like they're a newish couple at that point in time. You gotta stay single till after Valentine's Day. What are you doing? What are you doing? Don't don't spend that money unless you have to. Like if you're four years deep, like we can go out, but that like (laughs) four years, hey ladies. Dickie's single, by the way. It only takes four years to get him to agree to a Valentine's date. I need to come out of my shell. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah, try something new, buddy. Anyway. <laughs> but for now. So we see that Schmidt makes the funny reference that he had uh, he had booked the bar crawl with her assistant several times. And uh, she basically tells him she's not going. So he, he bounces on her to go to the bar crawl. Uh, where he also holds Cece's hair back while she vomits. Yeah, it's really hot. He says, somehow this isn't terrible. <laughs> it's not the best, but it's, 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 not, it's not terrible. I mean, um, yeah, you could have puked. she could have puked in her purse. Winston and Cece have that moment where, she's, where he's asking her, tell me you don't have feelings for Schmidt. And... Yeah, you see, this is all in her head. She's actually just sitting at the bar, like, end of the bar by herself. Or no, she's in a booth. She's in a booth. So yep. she's really removed from this whole situation. She's yeah. kind of trying. So she's to, with imaginary Winston. She's drunk, trying to focus. I'm surprised they're letting people with head injuries drink that much. But, Dangerous game. I mean, yeah, that's like you don't get over that in six months. It takes a few seasons. Takes a few seasons to recover from traumatic head injuries. Oh, I mean, yeah, the writers are just like, we can't keep writing them. Like, <laughs> the, they already have a show with to do with Parkinson's. Like, <laughs> that's another sitcom Derek might bring up, but not today. Not on this day. Um, we finally the bar crawl proceeds to its final. Meanwhile, um, Ryan and Jess find out that Ryan has just been offered the headmaster position at a school at his uh, school he went to as a child back in London. And they announce that they're going to try long distance and then they get roped back into the bar crawl as it makes its way to its final destination. And at the final destination... Everybody dies. Everyone dies. It's a twist. The movie. It's a, it's a backdoor four-season gr- pilot into a Final Destination reboot. The crossover we've been waiting for. Everyone's been clamoring for this crossover. And they make the final point, and Nick has some sadness outside, and the gang comes over and cheers him up after his recent breakup that he uh, alludes to with a woman named Kai. And... After they proceed Which to, rhymes with guy. Rhymes. Those like two that. things rhyme. He's got some things going on. That's why it didn't work out with Jess. Which I'm assuming happened in the second episode. Because they're like, we got to write this whiskey to the game. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we got... Right, they, they did the impotence thing like right away. Yeah. So that was seasons ago now in your mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, been there. Old, old hat by this point, proverbially speaking. Yeah, I'm sure there were some inside jokes about it. I didn't catch on because I wasn't hip to it yet. But then by the end of this episode, I was like, oh, he's got some problems. Nick, I'm not saying being gay is a problem. I'm just saying his dick will not get hard. Yeah, that part is the problem here. Yeah, so I'll clear clear that up right right away. away. I'm sure Derek will edit this so none of this apology, or not apology, but none of this explanation will get brought up. No, of course, I'll leave it all in, baby. Oh, thank God. Yeah, (laughs) we're good here. Um... Nick finally decides he'll go into the last stop of the bar crawl with them and is told he can't go in because he's not wearing shoes. He says, I think I threw them at a squirrel. And then Winston pulls out two six packs of beer from his backpack that he's been carrying around. Yeah, this backpack the, gets deeper and deeper yeah, as the episode this goes magical on. magical fucking backpack he's had with him. It is a big-ass backpack for the record. I mean, it is a backpacking backpack, but like... That just means there's going to be an episode where he just says goodbye as he's walking down the street and a bus is going to pass but not pick him up and then dust is going to cover him and then as the dust clears he's gone is that the finale we'll find out we'll find out that's dickie's prediction for winston's story arc ending i'll tell you what derek i sure hope so 
man. I, I, we'll find out, man. I'm, I'm excited to find out with you. So any let's let's talk about through this point. Any other you've talked about the impotence and you talked about the sex shenanigans. Any other theories on like coach's arc or any other things between the pilot and this point? Well, I think coach is finally going to coach a sport. <laughs> They've just been trying to figure out which one's the most believable. Coach is finally going to coach. And I think it'll start as a little league team. And then I think someone's going to give him – you're good. But uh, I think someone's going to give him a heads up about, like, hey, you're actually really good at this. You can coach minor league baseball, like, like single A. Single A. <laughs> and the team is not going to realize that all these roommates' drinking problem has gotten so bad that there's a bar crawl every episode. <laughs> and then – He's going to get to single A ball. He's going to lead him to a championship. He's going to make it to the big leagues. And then all of this is going to come out one night that his drinking problem is so, so egregious that he actually killed all of them in that car wreck from previous. And all of these past seasons have been a figment of his imagination trying to, to wrap his head around what he did that night. That's where Winston was. None of his friends have been here this whole time. Wow. But he does win a World Series. But he does win a World Series. Yes. Wow. Big come up for coach. Because I've been wondering what he's coached this whole time. They haven't given me anything. Yeah, no, no information for you thus far about coach. Uh, but hot predictions over but here. I'll dig since I still need to digress from all of that it it didn't happen let's say it didn't happen I think Nick and Jess finally get into it he's like you know what I'm by I, I like you I like your big glasses I like your goofiness I kind of like Mr. Douche too though this is a thruple thruple it's going to be a thruple. CC is going to go out to LA. Where, this is filmed in LA, actually. It's right? in a, they're set okay. in LA. She's yeah. going to go out to New York. Okay. She's going to go model in New York, longing for Mr. Douche to come pay child support for the kid they're about to have. I mean, New York's expensive. She, her modeling contract is like middling at best. I like that this show has elements of like Melrose Place to it that you've developed at New York. <laughs> Which like, I've never once seen before. It was like a fucking like melodrama, nighttime, primetime melodrama back in like the mid 90s. I've heard of it through Honorage, and I thought that the whole time it was just like a made up thing. They gave Johnny drama. It was like. No, Melrose Place is real. Okay. Because I know he guessed it on it or something. No, yeah. He, the, his, the actor that plays Johnny drama was actually on Melrose Place I'm, as well. So Honorage is a sitcom, right? For the most part? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely more of like. Uh, I mean, the story, like, it, the story does progress more yeah it's but, a more progressive uh sitcom but yeah I, I'm but it's based on yeah. it's based on like episode to episode mostly yes. yeah yeah, yeah. that's that'd be a good one to do yeah, Anuraj would be fun to go back to i haven't i haven't watched Anuraj in a handful of years it'd be fun to go back to that show yeah it's nostalgic more than anything for yeah, sure it's a good show all right so that covers uh that covers what we've seen so far give me your series prediction so we it goes seven seasons before we watch this season seven finale here, give me some thoughts about where you think the characters are going to go for the next three years. I think that, like I said, Coach will get into coaching. Now, Coach wins a World Series. So Coach wins a World Series by the finale. Um, like I said, Mr. Douche and CeCe are going to have a baby that he's not going to want to take care of. Okay. Nick and Jess, like I said, are gonna, they're going to hit it off. And the final scene will be Winston disappearing in the dust from the bus that didn't pick him up on the side of the road for reasons unknown to me. Okay. Because he wasn't there. Okay. Those are the predictions for all characters. Uh, any any last plot predictions somewhere in the middle? Any other subtle well, middle things that happen? I think at one point, one of them is going to get a career singing jingles for a TV show. Named Old Girl. They're gonna break the fourth wall on this one. It's gonna be an episode that I'll have to under like depending on this finale, 
if I want to dive in and see this jingle episode. Okay. There it is, folks. We're going to pause the recording here. Dick and I are going to sit down and watch the New Girl finale. And we're going to resume this here recording and find out how much Dickie got right, how much Dickie got wrong, and if Dickie feels it would be worth it to go back and watch the whole damn show. Is it worth it? And here we go. Cruising into the second part of this podcast. Dickie, we just watched the finale of New Girl. It was a great episode. Ryan King would have enjoyed discussing it, but he's got to clean his act up. Ryan's got to clean his act up. I, uh, I'm still going to have to reach out to HR after this and get to the get behind the scenes details. We'll discuss it off air. We'll discuss off air, folks. But Tell yeah, me more. Yeah, so the episode opens up with an eviction notice. And what happened was Nick started up a startup company for men with ED. It was going great. It was going amazing. But then... We find a cast for when Mr. Douche broke his penis. What happened? They made it an experimental medication to try to get the whiskey dick gone. It did not turn out. He went bankrupt. All of his investors were furious, sued him, and now they're getting evicted from this apartment. So that was just what you assumed at the top of the episode when the eviction notice is first revealed. Well, yeah, that is what happened within these past three seasons to get us to this eviction notice. Okay, all right. So that happens, and we get to Jess being melodramatic about having to move out of the loft. Everyone else seems like, well, you know, everyone but Nick and Jess already has moved out of the loft. Yeah, and everyone has families. I called it Mr. Douche and Cece had a kid. I didn't, see, I didn't see him becoming a good dad. But yeah. another one of my predictions comes to fruition. Yeah, you got the Nick and Jess. We find a box full of experimental lotion. For feet, they say, I know what it's for. Foot lotion. They say that because they're trying to keep it as classy as possible, as PG as possible. It's not. It's for their dicks. They are in a thruple, folks. I called it. They go into it. They discuss it. They're brokenhearted, but then they're reborn again as a thruple. Him and Jesse and Mr. Douche. Perfect. Um and after some reluctance from the rest of the game to get on board with waxing nostalgic about the whole affair, they finally come around after a nice heartfelt speech from Jess, and they have some cute moments reminiscing around the apartment. Um, this is actually uh, my first time watching this. I cried at one moment, and it was fucking Winston and Cece you almost crying. I did. I did. I totally cried. I'm a big ass softie. I mean, no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knock it. But yeah, man, fucking it was the Winston and Cece talking about their first mess around and they basically get all weepy yeah. and I just like started crying with them. It wasn't like bawling, but like I shed a couple tears watching that moment the first time. And one of my biggest takeaways from the episode is they're right. Shaka Khan is dope. Shaka Khan is dope. dude. They knew, yeah, they, they knew they, it. Yeah, they knew that shit. They were right. That that's always been that, that alone right there. It's just like, watch that. Just get that sound bite in. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll clip in the Shaka Khan there. And uh, they play one last game of True American, which this is Dickie's first glimpse at True American. Right over my head the entire time. There was some there was some shit in there that I was like, is this a game or is it a play? So the thing with True American is that it's always intentionally vague and it's always way over the top. There's like they, I the think they crossed some lines in there. For there's the sure. first ladies edition. There's there's been several episodes with games of True American throughout the series, and they never once explain the rules or anything to you. You just see them like we all basically know that the floor is lava and that there's weird presidential puns going on throughout. And you know, as other than that, it's just absurd antics and nonsense. Well, right before they go right into a drinking game, I was like, you know what? Family life sobered them all up. The writing got really stale because that's boring as shit. And they were like, we nope. need, we need to wrap this shit up. Yeah, still, they, they they were still drinking pretty heavy all the way up until this like that final season's only eight episodes, and it's definitely them more matured. But right up until that moment, they were all still like younger partying folk. Um, actually, here's a one tidbit I will give you about the show. The, from season six into season seven, they take a three-year time jump. Oh, that's where the they kids go, come from. They go three years later from season six into season seven. That's a big... I mean, that's exactly where the kids came from. 
They did not move to New York like I thought. That would have been cool. They had three years to get their shit together and get out of L.A. Not, do you still stand by coaches off winning a World Series at this point? Yeah. Did you notice no coach in this episode? I, oh, I was going to bring him up. I mean, because that was like my home run, if you know what I mean. How He's many a- episodes of this show do you think coach was involved with total? I'm going to... How many episodes are there? Um... We can, can stat you, check. We can uh, I can, yeah, I can give you a quick stat check on this here, and I'll just cut the gap out in a second. Keep it. I can keep this keep rolling. Yeah, I yeah, mean, give me some things, and I'll, I'll stat I mean, check real quick. We got time because I wonder who was batting for him third in the lineup to win this World Series, and I also wonder how his drinking came out, like the drinking problem he developed because he got out of the friend group because they got sober for a minute. I know they they had to have. The whole start while he was doing the startup, he had to get his mind right. One of the things they probably didn't do in that apartment too was cocaine. For yeah, the nostalgia th- trip, they should have done cocaine. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they that crew is into the cocaine life. No. Um, one hundred and forty six episodes, by the way. So, coach is in thirty two of them. Is that really low ball? Um, you. You know what's funny? I thought you'd go higher. So here's here's a funny... So Coach is in the first episode. Okay. Then leaves the show for three years and is replaced by Winston in the second episode. So basically, Damon Wayans Jr. chose a different show he got cast on instead of that after filming the pilot. So he so, so Coach got... So Coach, Coach bounced after the first episode and then rejoins the cast during season three and is there for like season three and four and then leaves again pretty quick after what we watched him in the bar crawl. He leaves to move to New York with May, that girl he met in that episode in bar crawl. No shit. Yeah, he moves to New York with her. Basically, they fall in love, and she gets a job with like a bat. She's a uh, so I was- cello- she's a cellist. She's like a professional cellist, and she gets a job with like a badass Philharmonic in New York. So he moves to New York to be stay with her. So I was almost right there on the money. You had the wrong person moving to New York, but you did have a person moving to New York for an artistic career. Gosh, I'm smart. Yeah, so yeah, you know, you, you picked some things in your nonsense. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so Coach is actually, you're probably close to correct overall. I'm, I'm now going to stat oh, check. I'm, and, you're actually like close to the right number with that. And also, me and Adam had talked about he was like, you could just ruin it and then read the synopsis for all of this and blow Derek's mind. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. But I'm batting a thousand on predictions right now. If you really read between the lines, everything I said has come true. I mean, you filled out a bunch of nonsense and you've gotten a lot of core things correct. Yes. Yeah. I mean, fill in. Well, anyways, then we move on after this drinking game. What it. Do they find the moving truck after that or before? Or is there some shit in between? Um, no, they, so they finish through America and you get the cute little like flash forward montage of like them playing with a bunch of kids. Oh, oh, before so, I forget. Yeah, that flat, that an, montage is some odd years forward. Oh, the Mitch Trubisky jersey. Go on. Another prediction that has come to fruition is New Metal is back. They do a remix at one point in this episode of the theme song, their fourth wall breaking shit they did in the first episode. So I'm glad they tied all that up. But at one point, she starts singing the theme song and then busts out into a new metal, just headbanger of a version. Yeah, she goes a little new metal on this on that for a second. It's back, Elliot Holmblow. We need to merch. That should be your. Good, like good fun media merch is just all new metals. All oh, the new metal, and your and your theme songs for these three great podcasts you've been rolling out, and I'm super proud of you for all this shit. By the way, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. It's been a shitload of fun so far, man. We're having a blast out here on these streets, just chatting with my pals. Got to not have my mic my phone right next to my uh, microphone. That doesn't pair well together at all. Yeah, I cannot find a fucking episode. New metal theme songs would be quite the the touch that you haven't been missing because you, you. I mean, you don't know what you're missing until you get it. That's true. I mean, and it might be the way that we reach these kids. I don't really know how to reach the younger. Yeah, generation. I mean, it is blowing up. I mean, it's always been blowing up. Always, man. I mean, but, new girl never. Or I'm sorry, new metal never really died. It is straight dynamite. 
Dan, oh my. I give up on the episode count. I think you're very close to correct in terms of that guess, actually. I mean, for how my predictions have been turning out so far, I bet you it's 32. 31 and a half. 31 and a half. Is the over-under, folks. Yeah. How many do you think he's been? If you could tell us, so let us know. Yeah, so it's basically... Over here at After the Laugh Track. He's in the pilot, and then he rejoins in season three. He's gone by the back end of season four, so it's like a season and a half. It'd be in like the 40s, because then he comes back in like two other episodes in total. So it'd be in like the mid to high 40s, actually, would be the total count. But, you know, maths... And so after this montage that we have, it's a nice montage, but montages are played out. Sure. Why no, it's not played out? Was not played out. New metal. New metal's not played out. New new metal, new girl. Yeah. Uh, this is, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, God folks. We no. cracked the code. It's, it's going to end up being, I'll, I'll tell you guys in a little bit. But let us know. It's, sound, it's looking good. Yeah, so... Um, the prank thing at the end. What'd you think of the final moment being a giant prank? Well, it was the twist that I did not see coming, but it leaves it open-ended. Is Winston really there? He, he dictated what happened this entire time. He was the one who was like, you know what? We are going to help her out and be all nice. And we're going to play this game with her. And then we're going to get hammered with her. He orchestrated everything from top to bottom after that first episode. The pilot, he wasn't there because that car accident had not happened yet. I didn't realize it happened driving home from the blind date. But It was that very first night. Yeah, Winston became a figment of their imagination. He made them want to have to move out. But at the end of the day, he was low on money. That's why he... I mean, if I got an eviction and I was slipped under my door for not paying rent, I'd be like, no, I paid rent. Come on, think about Come it. On, I'm not dumb. But yeah, I they, know I paid. They got that cash. But well, no, they, they allude to it early in the episode. They say the eviction notice said that someone new bought the building, so they were evicting uh, everybody. Oh, well, I mean, it doesn't discredit the fact that this ED company did not work out for him. I think it largely discredits the ED company theory. But I'm, I respect that you're doubling down on on your wild conspiracy theory. Are you saying the company worked out? I, I'm saying the company part is one of the things you did not get correct. There's a lot of episodes for me to watch still, and I'm going to stick to it that that happened. Derek just doesn't want to have any spoilers because that's terrible for a show about TV shows. That's true. Yeah. No, I'm really just helping people. I've talked about even the though final the, even though this whole thing has been a, this whole stuff. thing has been a spoiler. Oh, it's a giant spoiler fest. To for sure, I definitely uh, I I put spoilers on uh, spoiler warnings on the front end of these. Like you watch, be a new girl fan by we the time dr- you check this. We out. drank some spoiled milk before this. Oof! Put I put it in Derek's coffee, dude. That's one of the most horrifying things to me. A spoiled dairy in particular. Oh god, it terrifies me. I mean, solid dairy like moldy cheese isn't gross. It's just like I oh, get this out of here. But curdled milk, Ugh. it tastes better than you thought. Oh, God. God. Oh. Derek, it was in those Reese's Puffs I gave you earlier. You didn't even you didn't even bat an eye. Of course I didn't bat an eye. Reese's Puffs are delicious, man. Damn it. Fucking got me again with cereal. Let your milk just sit in the fridge for a couple extra days. Put it in your garage for a day. And then put it back in your fridge. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler. Oh, my goodness. On that note, which of these episodes would you say was your favorite? It, I mean, the pilot was good. The pilot was really good. It got me want to do the rest of it. I thought the weakest was the finale. Only, be, like, obviously a lot went over my head. Sure. And then it was just one of those, like, it's a prank by a guy who's not even here. What the fuck? He has a child. And also, well, at first I was kind of, I was, I was happier it ended like that. Cause I was like, oh, they got to leave the apartment that they've been, ha- the only set they've had this whole TV show. Like, of course, is this friends? What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of. So I like it being a prank. Yeah. The, the prank twist adds a lot to it for sure. I, uh, I did not see the prank coming at all for the record. My first time through, I was very surprised even in spite of, 
Uh, the Prank Sinatra thing is a well-established thing about Winston's Prank, character. Prank Sinatra yeah, is yeah, the name. Yeah, That's the, awesome. The Prank Master General. Uh, he loves pranks, but he's very bad at them as an ongoing thing throughout the series where he either goes, way, gonna... he goes way too hard, like he, uh, he released a badger at a wedding. That's or, fucking new metal, man. New metal as fuck. Or he goes way too soft. He put a feather in someone's shoe. He's like, got you with Ticklefoot. He's just like, he can't find the right level of prank. He's I always mean, to two extremes. If you're going to cross the line, run past that motherfucker. Run past it. Or don't even go near it. No. no. Well, well, that's, yeah. well, that's his two extremes. That's the Well, that's wrong. But I'm just... For all of you listeners, my advice is run right past it. Ruin someone's day in hopes of a joke. (laughs) For the good of the joke, people. Yeah, they'll they'll get it. So the final question, is it worth it? Are are you feeling compelled to go back and start it from the top, find out more? I think I will dive in. I think it's a rocky, rocky road this whole time in between, like I've mentioned many times. I think it's going to be hard to watch. Cringy. Not in a bad way, but in a way that kind of kind of off puts you a little bit. <laughs> I think that's what the writers are going for, though. Really? <laughs> and honestly, from if this is a personal thing. I just need to know what happened with this erectile dysfunction company because the whole show has been based off it from the beginning. That in a car accident that probably happens off camera. Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's a sitcom after all. It doesn't have the FX department for like... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, there's... There there were things I think they can improve on, but overall, I say it's worth it. Nice. The you verdict is in. Heard it here first. Dickie Butler, in our first installment of Is It Worth It, has declared New Girl worth it. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to After the Laugh Track. Dickie, do you have any thoughts you want to send the people home with? Derek, thanks for having me, brother. I'm glad you could come over kick it. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, showing me New Girl and uh, all the things that it may or may not offer me. All the things that it may or may not offer you. Uh, Yeah, make sure to check out all the things we're doing and keep up with us. We drop new episodes every Thursday. Like, follow, subscribe, five stars, all those buttons. You know the drill. Hit Hit them up. Hit them up. Also check out all the things we are doing at Good Fun Media here. We have our D2B2 Sports, which if you've never checked it out, you can actually find Mr. Dickie Butler on an episode in which he drafted movie athletes to build a fantasy football team, essentially. It's Um, good fun good fun indeed you can also you'll find us dropping new episodes of that every friday and you can also find our morons of the multiverse mcu fandom podcast dropping new episodes every wednesday cutting it up about the marvel cinematic universe i'm coming for the hat trick folks he's coming for the hat trick we'll get dicky on the morons of the multiverse for sure you actually have to make a trip out to howell for that one we record those ones out that way for my buddy Mikey, who's got the children to account for. Absolutely, I'll take a trip up Twenty Three. Yeah, we'll have a good time, man. We can uh, we can go hang at the house afterwards, do some hot tub stuff, hang oh, out. Oh yeah, make a whole day of it. Oh yeah, that'll that's be a little hot. glimpse behind the curtain here, folks. Dick and I are gonna have a hot tub day. <laughs> bros getting a soak in. That's what bros do. Can't fucking wait. Love you, buddy. Love you too, buddy. See us. I need a see you.